every single piece of art that I make, whomever purchases it and ends up with it, it belongs with them. It's supposed to go to them. And it's going to do something for their home and their life that without it wouldn't have happened for them. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another amazing episode of For the Love of Money. I cannot wait for you to hear today's episode because we are doing something very different. You see, for a long time, I've been wanting to experiment with adding a third episode per week where I interviewed entrepreneurs that are in the beginning and middle part of their journey, not just those who are already a walking success story. You see, I love the massive success stories and we'll continue to interview them because they inspire you and they lay down that set of tracks on how to get where you're going. But I also love the stories of all of you, all of you listeners who are entrepreneurs, who are in the beginning and middle stages of your entrepreneurial journey. I love hearing what you're facing. I love hearing what your wins are. I love hearing what your struggles are. And so this episode is an experiment to see if you, the listeners, like hearing about people who are exactly where you are at in your journey right now. So I'm going to ask for a lot of feedback, a lot of DMs on Instagram after this episode, letting me know if you like hearing from people who are in the middle of their entrepreneurial journey. I believe that they're going to be massively relatable and valuable to you. So today, to kick this off, I selected three entrepreneurs that I absolutely love. I've known them for a while now. I know their businesses intimately, and they're three very diverse entrepreneurs. So I want to start with Jim Carter. Jim is an incredibly successful tech entrepreneur, and he's been behind the scenes, so to speak, for so many years, running some of the biggest launches, running some of the biggest sites. And recently, he's decided that he wants to be out in the spotlight, helping other people do that for themselves. And so we're going to hear about Jim's journey and what it's like to come out from behind the curtain and really put yourself in that spotlight when you're not used to it. We're also going to hear from Christina Lacure, who was a professional golfer. You've probably seen her on TV. You've probably seen her on social media. And she's this incredible powerhouse woman who has taken her journey from professional golfer to wanting to coach other individuals on how to connect better as humans, because that's really what she was doing on the golf course. She was helping people connect, helping build community. And she realized there's such a gap for that in real life. So she's taking those skills from the golf course and helping to apply them into your life through coaching, through masterminds, through all sorts of different modalities like that. So I can't wait for you to hear about Christina's journey. And then we're also adding this incredible artist into the mix, the founder of Wanderlust Skulls. I cannot wait for you to hear from Cassie Everson. Her art 
is amazing. You've probably seen me post about it a couple times on Instagram because I'm just such a fan. She finds reclaimed steer and other skulls and turns them into some of the sexiest art on the planet. And again, she is one of these stories of starving artist turned successful, but she's not fully into that success story yet. She's right in the middle. And so you're going to hear about the struggles and the fears that she has faced in that world of being an artist and also wanting to make big money. So whether you learn from uh, Cassie or from Christina or from Jim, I know for a fact that this episode is going to teach you so much. It is going to be so relatable. So listen up, dig in, take notes, and then let me know what you thought of the inst- uh, of the episode at the end of this all by messaging me on Instagram at Chris W. Harder. Get ready, because here we go. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being on. I cannot wait to dig in and like talk everything entrepreneurship with you guys, the wins, the losses, the ups, the downs, and everything that comes along with it. How are you doing? Hey. Doing great. Absolutely wonderful. Love it. So we have with us Cassie Everson, Jim Carter, Christina Liqueur. You want to give us a high-level overview of what it is you do, what your business is. So I'm probably the biggest oddity on the podcast today. I am an artist who creates art pieces out of buffalo skulls and longhorn skulls, and I sell them all over the world. And the difference between me and someone else that does this is I have taken a more modern approach to my craft. And I have now, in all three years, sold 270 skulls worldwide. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Christina, what about you? Well, I am actually a former professional golfer. And I now host corporate and charity golf events. But I'm also now now transitioning into more of the mindset life coaching. I was pretty much a train wreck for about 28 years of my life. And I was always chasing that next at a girl moment, whether that was losing another pound or gaining another golf tournament win or getting another client, getting that next dollar. And I figured out that all of those things weren't making me happy. And the high level executives that I was playing with, I noticed that they too were killing it in one aspect of their life. But a lot of the other things were falling to the wayside. And so now I do a lot of coaching. I have a women's mastermind and I also still do the corporate and charity golf events. I've been able to raise over a million dollars for charity on the golf course. And I, I love the people I get to play with. It's amazing. That's wow. Amazing. Well That's done. so awesome. And Jim, how about you, buddy? Yeah, I am a recovering programmer. I've been uh, coding, I've done everything from WordPress websites to really big, massive companies um, for quite a long time. And I decided that I had a lot more to offer. So I'm really excited to now kind of step up a bit. And I'm now coaching organizations and entrepreneurs of all sizes um, on their technology. I just realized technology is a hard aspect for a lot of people. People get hung up in a lot of different ways as they grow their businesses and they catch scale at different levels. Um, I've been a technology generalist for a long time and I've learned a little bit about pretty much everything. So I'm really good at asking the right questions to help you find the right answers and just help unlock people for their challenges. Mm. All three of you are massively talented, but Jim, you're the kind of guy that like 
allows me to sleep at night because I'm so technologically challenged that that would be the part where my business would just shut right down. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm here love- for you. I'm here for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys come from completely different backgrounds. And that's something that I have loved about working with all of you. And I can honestly say that um, being able to be in a room with all of you and hear all the different things that you've gone through in your business and all of the growth that you've had has been really amazing. So being able to work with other entrepreneurs as well, I know that we'll really dig in to be able to hear what those benefits were of getting three completely different businesses into a room in the power of connection. But first of all, I would love to hear going into business, what was one of your biggest fears when you first started your journey in starting your business or entrepreneurship? Cassie, if you want to start... For me, it was standing out because I had all these ideas in my head that I wanted to do that had never been done before. Mm-hmm. And for what I do, a lot of people do very traditional Western style pieces. And while mine still can be traditional, I'm kind of out there in terms of the modernization of my pieces of art. So when I first started, I knew that I didn't really like per se what I was seeing. and I just knew that if I wasn't true to myself, because I had a point in my business where I wasn't true to my own designs, that I was seriously getting ate up inside. So that was one of my biggest fears was just making sure that I was true to my own creative craft and I just kept going with it. Mm -hmm. I feel you there. Christina? Oh, by far my biggest thing that probably held me back from so many years of actually pursuing the coaching and was the fact that I was quote unquote leaving what I was known for. Oh. I was so afraid to leave the golf industry and that is where my worth and my value and everything came from. And until I realized that I could be a big blessing through the coaching and still hold on to that part that I'm still a golfer, but I'm so much more than that now. So for me, for sure, it was losing my identity. And yet now I feel completely comfortable in who I am now. And I'm still a golfer, but I'm so much more than that. Wow. Okay. So far, we have afraid to stand out and afraid to leave what you know so well as your identity. These are such normal and strong fears. All right, Jim, what about you, bud? Yeah, I actually have to agree with Christina on that one. Uh, It was very similar for me. I picked up programming in 1995. And all I really knew for uh, almost two decades was coding. It wasn't really until I realized that I had a lot more to offer. You know, I wanted to break away from being the guy behind the computer, just a monkey pounding the keyboard, to actually being somebody that was a thought leader and somebody who had ideas that could be executed. And once I discovered that I had that in me, the biggest fear... I really didn't have any fears starting my first business two decades ago because as a coder, you can kind of build whatever you want. It's kind of that, it's that love-hate relationship with the opportunity. But once I decided that I had more, I, I had to step into that power. And that truly... I feel like I only found my biggest fear within about the last year <laughs> because now I'm actually pursuing it and I'm doing it. Um, and it wasn't until I decided to break away from that that I truly realized I've got so much higher that I can sell. Mm. 
Can I ask you guys real quick, just what was, if you guys can reflect back to what your tipping point was of like, okay, what I'm doing now isn't working and, or the, the, the pain point just became way more intense than the actual pain of jumping into your business or entrepreneurship. Do you guys remember back to that moment of like, well, I'm just going to do it because what? Cassie, you want to start? Sure. Well, honestly, the idea wouldn't leave me alone. It mm-hmm. ate at me for two years solid. Not kidding. Um, I had done one for our home. And it wasn't the fact that people were complimenting me about it. It's just that when I looked at it, it gave me joy. Mm-hmm. The pride I felt behind that piece that I had made. It just... I can't even describe it. So I quit my retail job that I had working been working at way too long to be a stay-at-home mom. And being a stay-at-home mom was really difficult because I knew I was made for more. I had always known that my entire life. So I finally just jumped. I bought a couple of balls. I did something with them and I didn't look back. I sold them all within two days of having three of them completed. And I'm like, all right, this is what you're supposed to do. You just have to keep doing it and you have to figure it out over and over and over again, no matter what. Wow. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Christina. Uh, I was just no longer okay with being sick and tired. You know, outside looking in, my life looked fantastic. And everyone thought my life was fantastic. And I I knew there was something in me that I wanted to help other women and men from feeling the way that they felt, which is the way that I felt, which I was stuck in. This is what you're supposed to be doing because the world tells you that if you do this, you will be happy. I mean, I, I had all the boxes checked. And when I had those boxes checked, it did not equal happiness. And I knew that I needed to do something different. And I was so afraid to do it. But I also knew that the worst case scenario, maybe I wouldn't have all those boxes checked, but maybe I'd be happy. And I'm absolutely 1,000% happy now. And I love the fact that I can help other people realize too that just because society tells you you're supposed to be doing something because you're good at it, or it pays a lot of money, or that's what your family did, doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you have to do. And I love helping people realize that just because you're quote unquote supposed to do it, doesn't mean that that's what is going to, you know, you have one life and it's every day you're losing a day. So you might as well do something that you enjoy. Wow. I love that. Wow. It's horrible. Got to write that one down. <laughs> yeah, what about you? Good quote. You just I'm, I'm 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 writing down the quote of the, of the recording here. <laughs> so if there's anything I think you guys have all learned from me is I'm an analogy guy, so I like to throw them out probably way too often. But something I thought of something when you're saying that, and for me, I think the best way I can paint it is with the analogy of the whole squeaky wheel gets the grease type mm-hmm. of thing. Once I realized that I didn't even want to be a wheel, I. <laughs> it just kind of unlocked me. You know, when we when we realize we get caught up doing the same thing, kind of what the common theme is here, we we have to have that inflection point and figure out what's next. But once it kind of hit me, I was like, well, how do I make it so I don't even need the grease? I was like, I just jump off the axle. It's time for something new. It's time to really just try to fix this at its root. And I, kind of like Cassie, I'm I'm a father of uh, two beautiful daughters and watching them grow seeing how quick time really does progress, I realized there is no better time. So that's, that's when I decided to make the jump is when I realized it, was, it wasn't worth waiting until I was breaking down. I love that. You know, you guys, thank you, by the thank way. You. you shared your fears. And I think everybody can totally identify with those fears. Yes. 
Uh, you shared like this sick and tired of being sick and tired moment where you decided to take the jump no matter what people were saying. So the next logical question would be then, it takes a while before you gain momentum. And to everybody listening, like you have got to stick with it until you finally get that moment that proves that you're doing the right thing. What was one of those massive moments for you guys? What was one of the moments that made you say, it was, was a great big win that made you say, okay, I can do this and it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Cassie, you want to start? I would say one of the biggest moments was also recognizing my value in the product that I have. And when I sold my first skull for $2,000... Wow. Awesome. I was like, dude, this is it. (laughs) And also just growing up, people told me, you know, artists are broke. They're starving. They live on the street. People who create art are never going anywhere. You know, just do it for fun. It's just a hobby. No, it doesn't have to just be a hobby. You're giving people value. You are lighting up their life. I know that every single piece of art that I make, whomever purchases it and ends up with it, it belongs with them. It's supposed to go to them. And it's going to do something for their home and their life that without it wouldn't have happened for them. So moments like that, like when I sold my first high dollar piece, really made me realize that I'm on the right track for helping improve lives through art. Yeah. That had to be such a high. That's so cool. Christina, what about you? The first big win that made you say, all right, I left my identity behind and it was worth it. You know, it's funny, Chris, you said something that you're like, what was that big moment? And I want your audience, which most of you already know this because you listen to Chris and Lori, which is brilliant. But at the same time too, it's not going to always just be one, this amazing moment. And then you're like, Oh, I've had those amazing moments, but then I'm going to have three moments where I fall back to going, I maybe shouldn't have quit what I was doing because this isn't working out. So I don't want anyone to listen to this and be like, Oh, I finally hit the jackpot. This is exactly what I need to be doing. But it does light your soul on fire. You know, when I left playing pro golf, hosting the corporate and charity golf events. That was a big transition for me. And then from the corporate golf industry, lowering those events, I did about 40 a year and now I only do about 15 and more of the coaching uh, mindset aspect of it. Every one of those transitions, I've had these huge, amazing moments. Like I've been able to raise $35,000 in seven hours on the golf course by hitting a golf ball averagely well. Trust me, it's averagely well. But I've been able to, you know, I really love human beings. And then that transitioned into doing what I'm doing now. And I've had, you know, amazing moments in both of them. Last year, um, you know, what I considered a sellout for my mastermind, there was only seven women, but those seven women had amazing growth in five months. So I can I just think that that was an incredible feat. Um, it obviously didn't only happen through me, but I think that what your audience needs to understand is that you're going to have these amazing moments and then you're going to slip back and be like, maybe I have no idea what I'm doing. I should quit this right now. <laughs> so good and so true. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Jim, did you have one of these moments? I did. And I actually got it pretty early in my journey. I was still living at home. Uh, I had just graduated high school. I had started my first business and I was trying to figure out what to do. Um, My first business, I was just like, I'm going to program. I'm going to build whatever I can manage to sell. 
And one of the first clients that I got, I remember I, I sold the guy on building a shopping cart, right? We're talking about this was like the late 90s. So I remember I sold him on like, I'll build a shopping cart. He sold DJ equipment or something. Maybe you didn't know this about me. I used to DJ uh, back in the day. It was good times. Uh, that was when I had a lot more hair. And before it landed, fell off my head and landed on my mustache above my upper lip. <laughs> but I remember having the phone call with him when I sold him on, I was going to build him a shopping cart. And the minute that I made the sale, I took a deep breath, hung up the phone, went on to Google, said, how do you build a shopping cart? <laughs> and that kind of started me on my track of not necessarily the fake it till you make it, but that led me into the cycle, um, which I loved for so many years of, well, all I've got to do is give it a shot. Um, it, it is an open market. There's, there's so much opportunity out there. You got to just try. You got to stretch your known limitations. And I did it. I got it done. And that gave me both testimonial and it gave me the case study that I needed to go and do it again and again and again. And I feel like that's just emblematic of life. But once you find that first win, no matter how long it takes, uh, God, it's just so gratifying to give you just that little bit of an advantage. Yes. Okay. Thank you guys so much for sharing all of those. And so you shared some of the wins. I want to know about those moments because this is so important for everyone to hear. If you're thinking of starting your own business, if you have your own business, if you want to take your business to the next level, um, there are going to be those wall kicking moments where it's going to try to pull you off. It's going to feel like you're not supposed to do it. It's going to feel like you don't even know how to get through. It's going to feel like you don't know if you're capable of handling what's next. Um, those moments where you're so frustrated, I would love for you both to share maybe one of your biggest wall kicking moments. Maybe it's a failure, whatever that looks like in your mind. But what now, looking back, can you see that came out of it? What was the lesson? And, and the one moment. more question. One more question on that is what's a belief and perspective that you hold now that you've been on the other side and can see the lesson that helps get you through those wall kicking moments? So Ooh. tell us the moment, tell us the belief you now hold. And what was that lesson from that? Go ahead, Cassie. Oh man, I would have to say one of my biggest wall kicking moments happened last year in December. I got a booth space for legitimately the Mecca of rodeo events in the United States. And I had a very large bull in mind, massive. And I was like, it's going to be an easy walk away. I'm going to go, I'm going to connect with all these people. Everyone is going to love what I have. And then I went and I spent 18 days away from my two kids my husband helped me drive there. He left because he couldn't be there the whole time. And then he came back. And every day, it was thumb twiddling slow. Wow. I, like, I literally would call my husband at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> and it'd be 1 a.m. where he was at home. And I'd be like, what am I doing? Like, why am I here? In that moment, sometimes it's so, so freaking hard to understand why you're doing it, why you're there. And when I drove home, there was 10 days before Christmas and I had no clue like how I was going to move forward because I spent thousands and oh. thousands of dollars. And at that point in my business, it was a massive investment. And it was really, it was mind-blowing. It was gut-wrenching. It was all the things. 
And it took me some time to think about it, but everything happens for a reason. I mean, people say that all the time, but it's so important to remember that because we forget that on a daily basis. That literally was one of the biggest lessons. Everything happens for a reason. While I was out there, the CEO of that hotel actually purchased a piece of art for me. And we've recently reconnected and I am going to be a part of helping him essentially cowboy up (laughs) a couple levels of his hotel because he really, really, really wants to cater to his Western market. So that's upcoming this year. Wow. So like you don't know. (laughs) Never know. So something you would have called a failure. If you just waited long enough, you saw the win in it, right? You reconnected with them much further down the road and now it's a win. So you can't judge it. And that's, and I mean, like, and I know that about myself as a human being, if I get kicked in the pants, sometimes I can't let it go. And that's been one thing on my journey consistency and keep going. And I have to tell myself that all the time, Cassie, consistency and keep going. You cannot quit because there's a reason that this was this gift and this idea was given to you. So you have to keep going and everything happens for a reason. Wow. Wow. That's good story. Thanks for sharing that. So good. Christina, what about you? Wall kicking moment, lesson and new belief. Uh, You guys were... I can think of a few, but you guys were kind of a part of my journey this year in hosting a live event. First one ever. Pardon? The first one ever. My first one ever. And let me tell you, that is, I don't know if you're allowed to cuss on this podcast, but that you is. can. Cass, that shit is hard, folks. <laughs> Holy shit, is that hard. And, um, but, you know, it was, I can see so many beautiful lessons that came from it. And I, I obviously now I have a hundred women who have testimonials that are just, have, sent me amazing, amazing things that have happened to them since I went through the journey of putting this on. I invested a lot of money and I'm very thankful that my golf career helped support that. So I was able to do that. I have an amazing husband who just allowed me the space to just continue to fail every single day because I felt like I was failing because I had no idea what I was doing and trying to fill a room. And my number one goal throughout that whole entire time, like I literally didn't give a shit if I was going to lose $100,000. My whole goal was I just need needed people in that room in order for the connections to be made. It wasn't about me. It was so about everyone else in that room. And I would have given a hundred tickets away for free if I had to have done so just to get people in that room where the connections had to be made. But the beautiful lesson for me was I'm not playing this for just this year. Like going on what Cassie said, I'm playing the long game and I've played the long game for a really long time in life. I've always played the long game in my relationships, even on the golf course. I don't play for just that one $10,000 day on the golf course for the connection. I play the long game with my clients. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I've had so much success is because I send them the text messages when I see their trucks going down the interstate or when their football team wins, or when I know that they just got acquired by a new company. And that. For me, playing the long game with this a live event was so crucial because I know it wasn't just for this year. It's for 10 years from now. And I think for me to just trusting the process was massively huge. But I will say having the support of Fast Foundations this year was absolutely instrumental to me 
I still, I know myself well enough that without it, I still would have done it, but it's a massive blessing to have been a part of this group while the final few months of this event were happening. Wow. Um, Watch you hustle, watch you sell, watch you connect, watch you like pull every rabbit out of the hat possible and keep bumping up against new resistance time and time again. And you, and you pulled it off. It's mm. absolutely amazing. Thank you. It's crazy because I can emotionally, and, and I know I'm going to relate to Jim as well, but I can so emotionally relate to both of you so much so far and um, playing the long game and sometimes not knowing why you're there. Like just those feelings of like, like do other people even go through this? What is this even? But those things that you just said are two of the biggest lessons that I, you can't learn unless you go through those things. You can't learn unless you lose a lot of money. You can't learn unless you realize like, whoa, there might not be any money. In fact, I might be paying for this event to even have it. So it makes you reassess what it's actually about. And it makes you find the real reason. So thank you for sharing that so much. And it is the long game. That's always been what it's been for Chris and I, because there's been so many moments where you're like, if this was the short game, we would be failing real bad. So <laughs> it is those relationships in that time. Jim, would you uh, share yours? Yeah, I'm happy to. And but before that, so Christina, you and I were accountability partners this last time around. And can I just say she destroyed it every week after week. I just she was so on it, and I'm so proud of her. Um, and I'm I'm really fortunate that we were able to keep each other accountable as we were growing because you, you earned that. Um, so I just had to say that. I'm not um, so my my walk. We're, we're partners next time. By <laughs> the way. I'm already calling them. Oh yeah, yeah. Done. Pre-reserving. I like it. Uh, my moment was actually pretty recent, uh, a couple months ago. And so as, as the tech guy, right, I, I'm still okay with that label. Labels are all right when they're relevant. I'm usually the behind the scenes, back of the house kind of guy, right? So uh, a lot of the times, you know, everything is happening, but nobody really knows what's going on under the hood. Um, I, one of my contracts that I've had for a while they had asked me to be part of this massive global media launch. Um, I don't want to mention the name uh, publicly just because of NDAs, but basically, let's put it this way. Uh, take a multi-million dollar uh, production, team it with promotions from probably 50 of the top influencers on the internet. Take everybody who has an Instagram following of like 5 million or more, and they were promoting this. Like It was a really big deal and it was a global initiative. And they asked me to basically handle all the tech for this big launch. And it was going to be this YouTube launch party. So everybody was simultaneously going to be watching it online. And at the end of this YouTube event, they were going to say to, you know, they were going to link it to go to a website. And they wanted me to handle the site and all this stuff. So I had to pre build a system to handle almost damn near infinite traffic in a heartbeat, go from zero to, I, they didn't even have any estimations for it. And I couldn't launch the site until five minutes before the event actually happened. So talk about trying to reverse engineer a plan, trying to put everything together. I did all that, right? I, I built the system. Uh, it was elegant. It worked great. We're talking millisecond response times. And five minutes before the event, they say go. And I hit go. And it doesn't come alive. And I'm sitting here at my desk, like peace room with all my monitors and like nothing is loading. And I just, I'm like, I'm going 
to die. Like they're going to kill me. <laughs> this is the end of my family. Uh, and then I just realized it was all part of my plan that I had everything cash. It just needed one single minute to refresh. But I was so caught up in the moment. I was like, my life can't be over this quick. <laughs> this is, I've got more. I've got more inside. But I also had built two or three fail safes and I pulled a fail safe. Everything worked. And then all of a sudden, it just started going up with traffic. People watch this. And at the end of the event, uh, they actually said, go to the website. And if you've ever seen Google Analytics go up in real time to like a massive event like this, um, it's to the point where like there's no commas, it's just numbers. It, just, it was an incredible launch. And that story basically simplifies like everything that I've done for the last 20 years, which is learning how to do tech, trying not to screw it all up. Um, and that wall kick moment was that five minutes before that launch happened where I realized, wait, I did everything right. I, I'm trusting the process. I know I built all of these levers in the pool if I had to. And everything was great. And it was a massive launch. There was zero downtime. And it worked great. And now I'm regarded as the guy who's able to do this. So for me, yeah, it was also about trusting the process, but punching that belief that when you, when you know what you've got, you've, you've got it and you just keep doing it. But there's still those oh shit moments where you're like, what did I sign up for? And why am I doing this to myself? That was, that was my recent fun. I would have literally had a heart attack. You know, the, I love the, the message in there, whether people caught it or not, about redundancy. As an entrepreneur, no matter what you do, You've got to build in redundancy because mm -hmm. something is going to go wrong or something is going to appear to go wrong. And without that backup plan, that's where people end up failing because sometimes they don't have that redundancy baked in. So, Oh my God. So I have a question. Do they have pre-launch tech diapers for people in your position? Because if not, I'm going to start that business. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds... That sounds like a company we need to start. <laughs> and obviously, I'll be your first customer. <laughs> I just have to go put these on real quick. <laughs> Christina, I want, I want to shift it to something. Don't mind you, me. Um, <laughs> you had brought up Fast Foundations. You said when you were going through your struggles, filling that event, you were glad you were in Fast Foundations. So I want to steer it there for a minute. The three of you have such wildly different companies. You know, Cassie, your art is like the coolest most beautiful art and unique art on the planet. You're an artist. Christina, you are a former pro golfer turned this incredible human connection specialist, like the coach of the coach of the coach. And Jim, obviously, you just proved that you can pull off the biggest launch in history. You're a tech guy through and through. These are three radically different businesses. How in the world did the three of you end up in the same mastermind? So I guess my real question is, what made you join when you heard it was out there? Me first? Sure. 190% I believed in you guys. Period. Mm -hmm. End of story. It doesn't matter. You, I think you actually sent me a message the night before it launched. And I remember investing in this live event, literally putting the $15,000 deposit down. I think two days right before you said, oh yeah, by the way, we're doing this too. And I, I went to bed that night going, oh, well, shit, there goes another, you know, whatever. But I knew I was going to do it because I had, for me, human connection, like you talked about, and trusting my gut is one of the most important things to me, hands down. I, I have to believe in what it is that I say, and I have to believe in the people in which I'm giving my money to. And I 100% believed in you. You have played the long game with me for a very long time. Just even from 
replying to messages or offering quick pieces of advice. So there was no question about it that if it was something that you guys were going to be a part of, I was 100% all in and I don't regret a second of it. Mm, I love that. And wow. thank you. Thank you for that. That means a lot. Thank you. Kathy, what made you join as an artist? Honestly, I am going to piggyback a little bit on Christina. It was my belief in you guys. Um, I'm really thankful, honestly, for Lori's podcast. I started listening to it, oh my gosh, three and a half years ago. One of the first ones. One of the first ones. Um, You're my first download. (laughs) Uh, Very close, most likely. Um, But when I started listening to that, I was in that area of that gray area of my life where I knew I wanted to do more. I just couldn't figure out how to do it. And so through that, I started my business and then I started listening to Chris. And then I learned more about my personal value. My belief in Chris and Lori Harder like, is unshakable. And I knew that when they said they were going to do an entry-level mastermind for entrepreneurs, I was like, why wouldn't you do this? There's nothing available around me in the Midwest. Um, I'm a Wisconsin girl. <laughs> and as everybody knows, Kristen, Lori lived in Wisconsin forever. and. What I want to achieve in my life is not available around here right now. And if I didn't surround myself with the epic human beings like Christina and Jim and all of the rest of the people that joined Fast Foundations, I didn't want to know what my year was going to be like. Like I could not envision my year without being in a mastermind where I was going to learn all the stuff that I am not very good at. Tech. The back end things. Oh, I can create all day long, but I need the other stuff. And I knew that if I was going to join Chris and Lori's mastermind, that I was going to see results. I wasn't sure exactly what results I was going to see, but I knew that I was going to grow and my business was going to grow no matter what. Oh, wow. Well, number one, thank you. And, and number two, I know what you're saying. Like, this is not a knock on any specific area. It's a fact that some areas just don't have the like-minded entrepreneurs that you are looking to surround yourself with. And so if you've got big dreams, it's your job to go seek out that group of like-minded entrepreneurs and to not use location as an excuse. So I love, I love that you did that. Thank you. I just want to point out your conviction in your voice and in just who you are and, and to your business and your intention. Like there's no doubt that the way that you joined is why you also experienced that because you were seeking, you knew what you were seeking. You came in with an intention. Like, yes, you believe in us, but also no matter what, it was like, no matter what, this is what I'm going to find. And I think that that's also something really beautiful about the mastermind is that you know you're all coming with this intention and we also make sure that we're setting intentions of like you know what do you need to find here because i truly believe that when people step into their purpose um which for us in the mo- the time being was to create this mastermind that everyone who is supposed to show up will show up and we know that with these masterminds like i know that you guys can specifically think of a few people from the mastermind that have completely changed the trajectory of your year or your business because of how they showed up as well and what they had and what gifts they were willing to offer, which is why it's so cool that there are so many different backgrounds just on this podcast. So I just wanted to say again, thank you because our participants are some of the most, it's what makes the mastermind as well as who shows up for that. So, and I just also want to say 
you were one of the first people on the podcast and now you're on the podcast. So there you go. Oh, yeah, wild. That's a, <laughs> wow. That's a cool, cool, cool moment. I love that. So thanks for that. Thanks for playing the That's long game cool. with me. You're welcome, Lori. Anytime. Jim, what in the world made you join? That's so great. Um, for me, it was actually through some common friends, the Murgatroyds, Rob and Kim. Um, I've known them for quite a while. And uh, in kind of watching their success and you know them skyrocket, um, I've you know their parents as well. They're they're a great power couple. I I've always had this this goal to sort of follow and model after the trajectory of people that I admire and respect. And what, it, what ended up being kind of funny, uh, Lewis Howe's Summit of Greatness 2017. Um, I ended up sitting next to Evans, and oh. at the, that was the time that uh, he he graciously gave the both of you the uh, the philanthropy award. I forget what they may have called it, but um, with Pencils of Promise, that's when he kind of awarded that school. And Evans was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is Lori. And I'm like, who's Lori? And then at that point, we just started talking and I got to learn about you both. Um, started following your podcast, looking at what you did. And I just, I'm an impact guy. I'm a, philanthropy means a lot to me. And I love how you both show up. I just, I just absolutely adore it. And similar to how I admire Robin Kim for how they are as parents and how they carry themselves and just their charismatic way of living. Um, I admire that out of the both of you as well, because you're open and you care and you give a damn. And when I ask myself, where can I go to find role models? Where can I go to find a tribe? Where, where can I go to find people who actually are willing to curse and be you know, no filter and not sugarcoat anything? Uh, Christina, I know, yeah. obviously. Uh, Cassie, you too. Um, <laughs> but that's again, that's the tribe, right? That people people get together in flocks where they fly, and I, I just really saw it in the both of you. So um, I'm going to draft off of these two lovely ladies and say I followed you both as well, and that's why I was really excited to join and to see what I could pick up and immediately start applying it in my business. And man, God, have I ever! <laughs> Wow. I just, I, first of all, I want to say thank you. I love who you are. I love how you show up. I love that you're so um, obsessed with your family and you just rock that out. I think, especially seeing that in a, a male figure who is also so powerful in business and also to put your family just in the forefront with everything that you say, I always hear it as a through line. And I just, that is so inspiring to me um, that you can absolutely do and be both. And also I want to point out just, you guys, the power of everything that we've talked about, the power of relationships. Like so much of this has really just boiled down to like, you know, the fact that Rob and Kim are in our lives and they are such, they, they you know, have brought so many amazing things into our life. Um, and the fact that you were sitting by Evans and the fact that, you know, we, we don't realize that the way that we're going to meet people, fill our events, you know, get our dreams out into the world is through these connections that we have right now. A lot of times we seek out like, you know, what don't we have or who's not in our life. But a lot of times the people that we need are one person away from us. And it's the person sitting next to us is like the person that knows the person or whatever that is. So the magic of like, you just shared so much about just opening your eyes and asking the question within your own circle, who do I know? Who can help me? Who are those role models like in my current field? And, and that's really how it's grown for us too. So thanks for just pointing that out. I have kind of a double question for you guys, a two-part question. Number one, what surprised you about the mastermind? Was, by the way, was this the first mastermind for each of you? Oh, yeah. For like sure. the one you've ever done? Mm-hmm. This big, yeah. 
Okay, cool. Yes. So for true mastermind that each of you have done, what surprised you about the mastermind? And the piggyback question to that is, what was one of your biggest takeaways or, or what was one of the things that moved the needle the most for you? Go ahead, Cassie. I would say one of the biggest things that like surprised me was the amount of people in this world that want to make a difference. Mm. Like every single person in that room was super talented. Mm. Every single person knows exactly what they'd like to put out into the world and how they want to give back. And that was so heartwarming for me because if you don't surround yourself with people like that, you can't reach that next level either that you want to be at to offer that. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved being in the room with people. You could just feel that energy. And even on our Zoom calls every single month, it was like, everyone is so incredible. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those things. It's like, well, I don't know who's going to be in here. Like, I don't know what their backgrounds are going to be, you know, what their businesses are. And it was so awesome to just get to know so many different people from so many different walks of life. Thank you so much for that. And I want to point out for people who are listening, because sometimes when you walk into a mastermind, you, you know, and you might've just heard her say every single person was, you know, making an impact or they were so incredible or they were so talented. But I will tell you that we were on calls and Chris was on a lot of calls and in the initial, um, you know, people joining Fast Foundations, a lot of them were so scared of joining. They did, they couldn't see their talent. And I think what happens is it's also just as important. You will join because you know deeply or you will join something or you'll start your business, whether it's our mastermind or not. You will start because there's something deep in you that knows, but you'll get caught off guard and you'll forget. And the power of that is look what happens when people start seeing your truth and you show up no matter what, even if you're scared or not. Like I can imagine for all of you, there were some questions about showing up. So I just wanted to point that out too, that like you right away were like, look, all all these talented people while someone sitting next to you could be like, oh my God, I'm so scared. I don't feel talented. And you know, that's all you can see in someone. So Mm -hmm. I just to tag that on that it's so powerful when we all get in a room and we can all point out each other's, you know, importance and worth and talent and reflect that back to them. Yeah. I feel like that doesn't happen enough in real life. Yeah. No, <laughs> not at all. Lock like, everyone in a room and make them say, here's what I love about you. It's important. It's important. It uh, what, what about you? Uh, what surprised you about the mastermind and what was one of your biggest takeaways or needle movers? You know, it's so funny. I want to backpack on what Lori just said right now because my women's mastermind is this week. And every night I've had to send messages to these women that it's okay. You're going to be fine. You don't want to quit. You're you're just as talented as everyone else. You're just as worthy to be here. And it is so true because there's so many people that walk into these rooms. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, well, I just don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I've got my shit together. I don't think my business is that far along. I don't know what value I'd bring. I am telling you right here and now, if there's any inkling within your soul to join this. If you've been listening to this and you've been seeing the ads and you've been listening to Chris and Lori talk about it, and you've been seeing the Insta stories from all of us, I really truly cannot tell you that you have to listen to that. You are going to walk into this room and there's going to be so many people in this room who walk in scared to death that they're not good enough and that they don't have their shit together. But honestly, that's one of the most beautiful things is that you walk into the room and guess what? No one has their shit together. 
I 100% do not have my shit together and I can still be successful and I still am successful. I've had a lot of really cool things in my life and I've had a lot of shit storms in my life. I had a lot of losses and a lot of wins. I have amazing people in my life who a lot of them I've gained through this. I mean, all the women and men on this screen, I consider friends and I'm very thankful for that. And unless you get in the room and unless you like have the courage to take the risk, really, it's not even a risk. It's a calculated risk to get in that room. You will not regret it. And also too, I think one of the beautiful things about this is that everyone in this room, since it is like a beginner type of uh, mastermind, a beginner business entrepreneurial mastermind, I think one of the cool things about it is everyone in this room wants their business to succeed so bad. So they go above and beyond to help one another, to learn more, to take more action. You know, Jim himself, he he took calls outside of the mastermind for anyone who needed tech support. I was more than happy to jump on calls with anyone to give, you know, little tidbits of advice. Um, You know, I probably have gained probably seven to eight really close friends out of this group that we all connect outside of the group. You know, there's so much more than just the weekend retreats that Chris and Lori put on and the few Zoom calls. It's so much more than that. The value you get just from the Facebook group or the outside Facebook groups now that we have going on or the accountability calls with your accountability partner who you choose and It is truly amazing. And the cool thing about having so many different businesses and so many different industries is that just one thing that may work with Cassie, I can actually take that idea and formulate it and make that idea work in my business. You know, one thing that I did that if you want to see an ROI from this event, like it costs you $8,000 to join this or whatever it costs. I guarantee you that I have monetized that in just VIP days alone by coming up with a brand new idea that a combination of what Chris said and what other people in our group have said and completely different industry. So you guys are going to walk into this room and you're going to come up with amazing ideas that you can help not only monetize, but help the greater good with what it is that you're trying to do. So... I'm extremely passionate about people joining this group. I think it's going to be an amazing next semester and I'm proud to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I love oh, that. Man. Thank, you. Thank you. I wish I could just bottle up all of your passion right there. Take that every single morning. Oh, we they don't listen to this. Everyone will wake up to that every morning. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Jim, what about I'll you? remind you what you're doing. Uh, well, what about you? A biggest surprise and, and maybe biggest takeaway. The biggest surprise for me was the energy of the group because I really didn't know what to expect. This was the very first time I'd ever been part of a mastermind in any capacity. Um, you know, I've I've had you know like there's there's really a, truly a difference between like going to like a meetup or having like a like an evite type of event where people get together, have hors d'oeuvres, and you know talk about nonsense, and then go to some event. But like with the true mastermind. I now realize that power. It's it's people who are all collectively there for one single reason, and that's to give more than they can receive and to light people up because you're all trying to learn from everybody else and draft on what works. So for me, it was it was it was the energy from from all different walks of life, people from all over literally the world. I, I don't know how many countries we had reporting. All the way from Australia. Um, but there were quite a few, and everybody brings their own perspectives, all the way from Australia, twice, right? It was amazing. Everybody brings their perspectives. They bring their past wins. They bring their losses. So we understand not to do that. 
And my biggest takeaway for me, and I think I said this maybe the, the, the last time that we all got up and talked about how far we had grown from the first one to the second one, is I've spent my entire professional career building other people's empires and building companies and doing all of these other things for everybody else. But this was the first time I was actually building a personal brand. I was truly standing in my own power. And I couldn't figure out how to draw that difference. And I came to realize there really is no difference. It's just a mindset game. Mm -hmm. And you both, as well as everybody else in this group, have really helped me get out of my own head, get out of my own way, and and actually just start doing what I knew I was born to do. Mm -hmm. And now I'm doing it and I'm absolutely loving it. So I was very surprised by the collective beauty of how everybody came together. And that, that big takeaway for me was just realizing that we're, we're all meant to be in a room. You just have to pick the room and the time to do it. Man, I love that. Has been... anybody else been tearing up on here a few <laughs> times? Or is it just me? I'm like, this is so amazing. This is like really reminding me of why we do it. Not that I've forgotten, but... It can be hard. So thank you guys. This is also such a gift. Wow. I've loved watching you grow, Jim. All, all three of you, obviously. But your mission was to come up from behind yeah. the curtain, right? And uh, it's exactly what you've done. And it's so cool. Nobody's ever putting Jim Baby in the corner ever again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Movie reference. <laughs> I want to ask a couple more biz- uh, questions. <laughs> oh, man. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> but before I do, I got one last question around... Uh, Fast Foundations for you. It's a real simple one. Who do you guys want to be in this next semester? I'll use that word from you, Christina, uh, that we're enrolling right now for. Who is your like ideal candidate? Who do you think should join us? Because they're going to be joining people like you guys. I mean, literally you guys. <laughs> I'll go first. I want... Um, I... Yeah, go ahead. I'll go second. <laughs> uh, I want anyone to join who is willing to not only just come to see what they can get out of it, but to also give to the group as well. And to be playing the long game and have so much passion for what they do. Because I think that that's how, that's what we should be doing in general in life. And those are the type of people that I want to be associated with. And those are the people that I'm willing to go above and beyond for. And I'm excited to see the next semester or class of Best Foundation members. I love that. Yes, me too. Cassie, or sorry, Jim, you're next. Yeah, similar thread there, Christina. Like, I'm, I'm excited to meet people who know that they've got it bottled up and they're just waiting to pop the cork. I mean, because selfishly, that that was me. Like, I, I had spent more than half of my professional career just learning and absorbing, and really reluctant to 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 do more. I, I really want people that not only want the collective help of the group because you're going to get it, but are willing to say, you know what? I may not know all of this, but I'm really good at this. And let me just tell you what I've learned and what I've found out. And some of the most amazing conversations I've had with people in this group have been over coffee or beer after the event or just in, in passing in lunch where a random topic comes up and like, oh, I've been doing that for the last seven years. Let me tell you what worked. And it's just... It truly blows your mind at the collective knowledge that you can get when somebody's just willing to open up. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for somebody who can, who knows that they've got a lot to contribute because they realize they're going to get even more uh, once they start sharing all the wonderful things that they've learned. 
Oh, I love that, Jim. Can you, because I love so much what you said, can you just speak to that person and how that bottled up feeling might be manifesting in their life and what you believe could have happened if you would not have done something about it, whether it's this mastermind or not. But I really want to speak to that bottled up feeling because I think that's exactly where so many people are at and something's stopping them from joining because they don't know they, they number one don't believe that you know they know what it is but can you talk to that feeling how it might be manifesting in their life and how they should know that they need to take that step oh yeah so that feeling would be being pissed i mean because for me it was yeah i, I had spent so long just like uh maybe i'll get to it or i keep hearing about this mastermind thing but i'm not doing anything about it or i know i need to do my homework on it or i know i need to take some kind of a leap. I think Steve Harvey says it best when he uses that whole thing. Like it took a leap, you know, a leap of faith, a leap of judgment, a leap of courage. For me, it was, I didn't know how to step into that. I didn't know how to do that leap. So that feeling kept manifesting and bottling up and it took me way too long to make that choice. Now for the person listening who feels like, well, maybe it's too late, it's never too late. But at the same time, I think Chris, you had shared with us when somebody asked a question about give us your best advice about hiring, you're like, hire before you're ready. It's almost the same kind of thing with with this. I mean, for anybody that's listened to Think and Grow Rich, I mean, one of the most classic, longest best-selling books of all time, like four chapters in that book is all about masterminds. Like it's been going on since the days of Dale Carnegie that has been talking about it. So for me, I finally just believed that there's there's so many ways that it can be done, but this is a great way. And it's a way where you can actually find the tribe that you truly want to be part of and you want to build collectively. Because now I've got great accountability. I've got great mentors. I've got great people. Like I'm still having calls every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, sometimes weekends, Zoom calls with a lot of the people from our group. Um, some are staying on, some aren't, but you know that we're staying friends. And it's this group that will continue to grow and continue to mature and continue to light everybody else up. And I needed that in my life because I work in an office in my home and I'm fortunate that I can work from home majority of the time. But for all the solopreneurs, like it gets lonely. I get it. I've done that for so long. And even if you are part of a bigger company and you're thinking about this as like a breakout moment, you've just got to ask yourself, you know, when is enough enough? Mm. And I finally asked myself that same question. And I realized now there's never any turning back. I, I could never think of a life other than making these type of choices to strategically do it both for my family and for myself. Wow. That. Thank you for that. And uh, I'm going to use your tagline, I think, in all the marketing. We'll pop your cork. Is that what you had said earlier? <laughs> uh, it might have been. Let me go back to that. I'm, we what? might have to get the get, get the roll on that one. <laughs> awesome! I love it. We, we pop the cordy. Cassie, what about you? Who do you who do you want to see in this along with you guys next? I totally have to backpack on Christina and Jim because I agree with everything they said. But I also have to send a plug out to the mamas out there that have a talent or they have a small business, or they have a skill or something that has been really, you know, in their mind, in their heart, in their soul forever that they want to pursue and they want to chase. If you don't do it, who is going to be the example for those babies that you have at home? I mean, your kids are going to see 
and hear and do the things that you do. And I mean, who else to show them how to chase their dreams besides you? And there was a lot of amazing moms in this group. Amazing. And that was huge for me. And I would love to see more moms that haven't necessarily monetized or monetized it to the level that they want to be at in the group and totally standing in their truth and just being like, yes, I am here and I can do this. And I can show my children how to do this as well because it's so important. Oh my God, is it so freaking important? And even my kids this year after doing this, the little things that they say to me, it's like, it's so heartwarming. You just know that the growth that you're having, your kids are going to have faster because you're allowing yourself to do that. So must join Fast Foundations because you're not going to regret it. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Listen, I wanted to steer this back to your businesses because this is the part where I want to like inspire everybody that your dream is absolutely possible. And it's okay to think as big as humanly possible. So um, we can start with you, Cassie, actually, because you just left off. What's your long-term vision for your brand? And what is your goal that scares you, but you know you're going to get there anyways? Okay. Scary, scary as shit goal, half a million dollars a year in art sales. And it's possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so It will happen. But again, going back to that whole long game thing, you have to be consistent and you have to play the long game. It scares the shit out of me, but I know that I can do it. And also just allowing myself to create from my soul because no one else is going to give this world what I'm going to give this world in terms of style and creativity. And just today, earlier this afternoon, I just put a couple colors on a skull that I've never done before. And I'm really excited about it. Mm. And I just know that if I keep owning my own creative truth, other people are going to love it too. I may not be for everyone, but the people that I'm for are going to find me. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just my long-term goal. I, like I said before, I believe that every single piece goes to the person it was destined to be with. Mm. And I just know that I can travel this world and bring people beauty with bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. I feel that. And we're going to help get you to half a million dollars in art mm-hmm. sales. No problem. I was thinking more like 10 million in art sales for you. <laughs> it's coming. Yes. I love it. Uh, Christina, what's your like big audacious goal? What's next for your brand? Ah, you know, I've thought about this so often. And maybe I'm going to slide in with the people who are not really sure what that big audacious goal is. My number one mission every day is to show up my most authentic self and just to serve and to allow people to never and to help people realize that they can absolutely love their life and know that they are so worthy because for such a long time, that is where I struggled believing that my worth came from what I did, what I wore, how much money I made, what size of jeans I fit in, what golf tournament I won. And so that's really, really, really important to me. And I think one of probably the scariest things, this is actually going to go back to what Cassie said, because in the beginning, she said something about being in Wisconsin and thinking that there's no 
one there to kind of help her grow. And I actually live in Arkansas and my goal is to actually become more of, you know, a more of the face of the growth mindset in Arkansas where I am. And for me, that's probably the scariest thing that I've said, but just consistently showing up every day as my most authentic self and just trying to serve others and just kind of seeing where that's going and just kind of see where the road takes me. I I'm feel very, very, very blessed in my life and I'm the happiest I've ever been. And I just want people to know that that's absolutely possible and you can totally be thriving. And, you know, Chris, you've definitely helped me with my money mindset for sure. I'm very thankful that I am financially well, but I also too, like every single day, just kind of reiterating all of the lessons that I consistently need to learn. You know, this is a journey for me. It's I've been on this journey now for like 10 years and I take one step forward and one step back. And one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about masterminds is when those shitty days happen, you have people who understand and you have people with these beautiful growth mindsets. And that's the reason why I have my own mastermind. And that's the reason why I will continue to be in them and continue to be with people that I just have so much respect for. And I would tell anyone, you are who you surround yourself with. And I want to just surround myself with beautiful human beings with a big passion and just continue to like, live a life I truly love, but also be really, really blessed and flourishing in that. Mm, I love that. I love that you want to be like, you're going to plant your, your, your flag in the ground and say, wait a minute, if I don't have the kind of people around me in Arkansas or wherever somebody may be from, then dang it, I'm planting yes. my flag hole and I'm going to become the face of that Yes, because somebody needs to. And that's a really bold, but really important move. I love that. Thanks. That's everything. Jim, how about you? What's the big audacious goal? What's your vision? The big audacious goal for me is to impact a million lives through technology. Mm. That simple. I've spent so many years uh, learning tricks and what works and what doesn't and opening a business and realizing it doesn't work and closing it. And all of these, all of these lessons learned, um, I'm ready to share that. And I am. So I'm... I'm putting the work in. I'm starting to train. I'm starting to teach. Um, I'm coaching now, and I'm working on plays to build a movement. I am, like I said when I started, um, I'm a recovering programmer, and there's a lot of individuals like me. So there's kind of two tiers to it. There's the individuals that are the brick masons, the builders, the the people who are are making the things that we all use. I want to show them that there's an opportunity where they can make a bigger impact with their God-given skills and trade. And then there's all of the the individuals, the entrepreneurs, the solopreneurs, the B Corps, the the organizations that actually have a social mission. I want to give them an opportunity to realize that they can step into their power and to help even more. So I'm working on something big to start that movement to really let people find commonalities and know that they don't have to be terrified of technology. They can embrace it and they can actually use it for really, really good things. Wow. Wow. I love all three very diverse answers. And that's also what I love is just how no matter where we are in our journey, what we're driven by, motivated by, and and believe me, I know all of you have all of the categories as well, but it's important to never judge what your goal is at that time because it's always going to shift. So whether it's 
money or impact, or you're just not sure. And you're just really enjoying the process or you're just trying to figure it out. Like all of them are equally important. And I think so often we can even get caught up in, in comparing what our goals are. And I know in this group that can also get easy, but it's also, I think we all, you guys all know that we all show up with the intention in the group of, of like, no matter where people are at, it just does not matter. The most important thing is to not judge it and to grow into whatever version that is, because it's always going to evolve and change. So thank you guys so much for sure. I can't even wait for all of them to happen because they will, and they're all so important. So, so before I ask you the final question, I want to get uh, from each of you, where can we find you and what's your most exciting product or service people should check out right now? Cassie, you go first. Okay. I'll go first. So you can find me on my favorite space of Instagram mm-hmm. at Wanderlust Skulls and Wanderlust is W A N. D-E-R-L-U-S-T, Skulls. And if you want to talk to me on there, check out you know what my skulls look like, all the things are on there. I do have a Facebook page. It's the same thing. Or you can go to wanderlustskulls.com. And I'm honestly most proud of my Longhorn pieces. Let's be honest. They're awesome. They're, They're big. So badass. <laughs> They're badass. They're big. They're bold. And they will make a statement in your home business, office, wherever the heck you think they belong. I love them. Or on the front of your pickup truck. I actually... Quick, super fun story. I just got done getting some horns ready for a guy who bought a 1973 Cadillac and he is sticking them on his caddy. I'm so excited. So good. That is so boss hog. I love it. Thank you, Cassie. Yes. Uh, Christina, what about you? Where can we find you? What's your most exciting product right now? Um, I am at B E. Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, because one of my, I have two hashtags I use every day. One is worthy AF, worthy as fuck. And the other one is just be. So just be yourself, just be whoever you are. So be Christina, because every day I just want to show up as Christina and be the best version of myself. And I encourage everyone else to do that. Um, I also, I I have my women's mastermind. I do one-on-one coaching. I do a lot of, um, events on the golf course, a lot of mindset stuff via the golf course. I speak to, a, right now I'm speaking to a couple of sales teams um, to kind of increase their, uh, hopefully increase their ROI by just increasing who they are as human beings and how are they showing up. So there's a lot of things that I'm doing, but just reach out to me on Instagram. That's pretty much where I hang out. I don't really enjoy any of the other um, handles. If you do like uh, Twitter, I'm great for football gambling and golf gambling. <laughs> I'm hitting you up then this football season. Oh, yeah. I've got I've got your picks, Chris. We're fine. All right. That's a deal. That's a deal. <laughs> Unless I go against the Packers and then you won't like that. I, well, then That's I'm going to choose my homer every single time. I'll make a homer pick every single time. Jim, what about you, buddy? Uh, that's funny. Well, a lot of a lot of the um, entrepreneurs, people in product here probably heard the term growth hacker. So I go by cause hacker um, because I, I actually want to use the tricks of the trade to make a difference. So... I'm on all the socials at Pause Hacker. And um, service-wise, I absolutely love, 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 love working really intentionally and directly with individuals and organizations. So uh, one-on-one coaching is my jam. Um, I offer weekly coaching um, that makes it really easy to kind of come and go as needed. And I also have a VIP weekend where I fly you into the Bay Area, um, put you up, take care of everything, basically leave 
wherever is home on a Friday with a problem and we will work all weekend and we will just get you ready to go by Monday morning to show your team. And um, those are my two favorites. And um, I absolutely love just unlocking people with their tech that way. And uh, my website is just simply jimcarter.me. And there's a big old work with Jim button right at the top. Feel free to hit me up. Let me know what your tech problems are and let's see if we can get them fixed. Uh, I love that. I love that. Okay, final question. Uh, I don't care who goes first, but it's this. Speak to the entrepreneur that is towards the beginning of their journey. Think about where you're at right now, where you're at a year ago. What is the best piece of advice or inspiration that you have for them right now? I'll go. How's it going so far without a mastermind or without a coach? Mm. One thing I ask, how's it going? If you want to be where you're at next year, continue to do what you're doing. If you want to fast track it, learn from people who are doing what you want to do and doing it well. There's a lot of things that I don't need to know how to do. I don't want to know how to do, but there's a lot of things that I do need to know how to do. And I might as well learn them from people who are doing them correctly and have done them before me. Mm, That's amazing. It's good advice. Wow, that's so good. Cassie? Um, So I think it is super important to remember that where you're at today is not going to be where you're at tomorrow. Things can change overnight for you. And you Mm -hmm. must remember to surround yourself with the right people. Because if you're not doing that, your growth isn't going to happen. So keep playing the long game and surround yourself with the right people. If you do that, you're going to be unstoppable. You're going to have your moments where you're going to feel down. You're going to have your super, super highs. But you know what? If you've got that support group behind you, you can get through every single space. It's going to happen for you no matter what. So good. So awesome. Jim? To the entrepreneur that is starting out, trying to figure out what's next, all of us on this call, as well as everybody else in this mastermind and every mastermind before have all been in your shoes. Mm-hmm. We, we all know the challenges. We've all done it. And a lot of us have wasted an unimaginable amount of time trying to figure them out and failing them. And money. Just being in a room... And money. God, and money. <laughs> but just being in a room with others who care and have likely fixed those problems too, just... I, that's that's where I have to stop talking. I think uh, we've probably talked it out. Is it's it's been done before, and just getting in a position where you can be open to asking for help and not be judged. It, that was everything for me. Knowing that I can reach out and somebody is willing to lend a hand. It's it's the you can't put a price on that. Mm, you guys, I first of all, before we close, I just want to say thank you for that. I. Um, I feel the power of a mastermind right now. I have to be really honest. Like I feel so reignited right now and re-inspired and reminded of why we do the tough things in our business. Um, you've ignited so many ideas in me just on this particular call of just uh, the power of get, getting even closer into the groups of people that we're already working with. Because I mean, I don't know about you, but my heart feels so full. I feel so seen and understood. And I love just knowing all of the value that happens when people come together. It's out of control, like the way that people play off of each other. It's just the most powerful thing. So whether it's a mastermind or a group of people that you are all like-minded, it doesn't really matter. But the importance is that connection and that consistency and that connection um, and having all of the same intention. And that's what I heard all through this call is 
so much intention um, was brought in by each one of you and intention within the group and intention of what you're doing. And that's really where that power is. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, I, I want to start by saying this. I fully endorse every single one of you, each yes. of you as a business person, as an entrepreneur, but most importantly, as a human. Mm-hmm. Like you three are the real deal. And I feel privileged to call you guys friends at this point. You know, we've all spent so much time together and just really love what you guys represent in the, in the way that you are running your business and running your life and, and changing other people's lives, whether it's through tech, whether it's through art or whether it's mm-hmm. through coaching. So just thank you so much for being in our life because it's really, really, really lifted us up. Uh, to anybody listening, if you want to join these beautiful souls, just go to fastfoundations.com. That's fastfoundations with an S at the end.com. And check it out and grab one of those last few seats that are open. Um, it's a really special group to be a part of. I think you can kind of tell that after listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we want the coolest, most positive, <laughs> most open, most ready to do the work and bond with other people possible to join. And if what he just said scares you, that's perfect. Yep. Yep. If you're scared, <laughs> pull the trigger. Be like, how do I know if I'm the coolest? <laughs> All right, guys. I can't thank you enough. I appreciate you. And I'm just so grateful that you're willing to come on and share your wins, your losses, your ups and downs, and everything that goes along with entrepreneurship. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, too, Chris and Lori. Love, Love you guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.